0: This is Vanessa and Vanessa and this is Shit, Shit on the, the table. table. We are a grooming podcast for groomers by groomers. We talk about the everyday life of grooming, hot topics, and tell your stories. Um. So right off the bat, I'm going to shamelessly plug our merch. Go check out our merch at uh, shitonthetable.com. <laughs> I forgot our URL.
1: You can also drop your stories, some comments or questions too, yeah, um, and interact. Exactly.
0: I think I think we are out of stories.
1: I have to double check. To be honest, it's been kind of a crazy, crazy time.
0: Yeah, I think we might have maybe one, but I think that's it. But it's old. Like we haven't got many new stories. Okay. Um, yeah. So go check that out. We did get some t-shirt orders. Let us know how those uh, fit. If you like them, if you don't like them, give us your feedback. We always enjoy feedback. Um, so, yeah. So I guess we'll start with our... Oh. We'll start with the review. I wanted to touch back on um, Sniff. Sniff. The uh, facial shampoo. Yeah.
1: um, The hypo
0: fluff shampoo. um, Because, you know, I don't feel like I gave it a good enough review because we were just so down in the dumpster last episode. So, I wanted to put it back in the proper place that we usually have our reviews, which is almost right at the top. You know what I mean? Going in it. Doing our thing. I don't know.
1: (laughs) How do you like it? (laughs) Um,
0: I like it. I'm enjoying it. It leaves a very light and fluffy look on the faces. Um, so like they look very airy. Um, Mm -hmm. I can't tell if it's drying out the faces and that's why it's giving like a fluff look, but I put conditioner on it and it's so fluffy. And so like the faces come out really clean. It really gets the, uh, I have my Bichon that gets like that. Not I, it's not necessarily like the typical eye booger consistency, but you know, like the Brown Flakes around the eyes yeah you know what I'm talking Mm -hmm. about
1: Mm -hmm.
0: he gets those and so it cleans it nicely um I have a dog that typically has the yeast for eye boogies um it cleans that up really well um I did get the hypo so no scent um so it doesn't smell like anything uh which is great she, the label says like there might be some smell because of the ingredients she uses, but I don't have a smell at all. Um, the con is the bottle. I still hate that bottle. <laughs> I, I hate it so much. Um, because it's like... The consistency of the product is not liquid but it's not hard either so and it loses that whipped look because I have to squeeze it it's like I'm sure if you have kids you'll know exactly what I'm talking about but like the um, fruit pouches that they suck on that's exactly the bottle with like the same nozzle so the consistency is really hard to kind of get out but it squeezes out like little nuggets instead of like the whipped feel Um, so you don't have to use a lot which is cool I squish it in my fingers and then rub it into my hands and a little bit goes a very long way um, which I like so I'm still on an 8 ounce Pack it, I guess you could say. And I've had it for quite some time. But I also don't do that many dogs, so it doesn't really matter. Um I think I will order it again. Cause I like it. It leaves them really clean. So <laughs> um I would recommend it. I wish it was as advertised in a jar. But it's not in a jar just in a packet I don't like jars I don't mind them I I know you don't I use a spoon I don't just like dip my dirty ass hands in there um but and then I bought the uh, um sprays that go along with the canine connection shampoo so I bought the keratin and the aloe spray I'm here for it yeah yeah it like took it up another level I didn't think it could um, but I think once I'm done with these sprays, I'm actually going to try the Schniff Acid Wash. Um, it's a conditioning spray that she sells and everybody's like raving about it. So, of course, I have to try it. Yeah. So uh, after these bottles are gone, because they're not that big bottles. So I'll try this acid wash and see what's that.
1: I know. Oh. People need to start coming out with more sample sizes again. There was like a whole craze of sample sizes like years ago and they stopped doing sample sizes and now they do like large sample sizes, but it's like um, I don't want that large of a sample size.
0: Well, these aren't samples.
1: They're smaller bottles. Yeah. They just don't sell
0: a big product. Like it's, it's, I think that's the only size I can get them in that or a gallon oh uh, yeah okay So I see what um, you're saying yeah I think that's just their product um, yeah and then so I've been dealing with like some stupid ass shit um, I think I had mentioned my merchant machine shitting out on me like right when I was going back to work because if it sits for too long apparently it feels like it's tampered with Mm-hmm. so it's like nope you need a new machine the fuck um but i was given a loaner machine which is satellite and so the clover that i was using it works as like a cell phone so i could take a payment without having to have signal and it holds the card and then once i have signal it runs the card yeah and when you have a satellite it needs to have that connectivity to the satellite for it to run the car. And so I was, it was a pain in the ass with that thing. Like sometimes it would die really quickly. Sometimes I didn't have signal. It was just really frustrating. So finally, Clover got in uh, their goes again. And so a Clover Go is like, just like the square. Yeah. The little square chip, just like really tiny. And I didn't want that. I wanted the flex again, but there's still a chip shortage for merchant machines or specifically the Clover. I'm not sure. Um, And I just remembered someone did a correction for us. So I'll do a correction after.
1: So you, so you got a new machine, a loaner machine, and then you finally got a new machine, but you didn't want that new machine. I wasn't,
0: yeah, it wasn't the one that I actually wanted, but they weren't going to be coming out with flexes, which was yeah. my original machine because okay. of the chip shortage. Okay. And so I had to get the Go because the Go is just the card, the card reader uh-huh. and then your phone does all the stuff. Yeah. So I got that and it fucking sucks. I have to get a new one already because... It's not taking my client's cards. It will work when my merchant tech guy is there, or if I do it by myself, or if I have to um, uninstall the app and then so reinstall you, it. So it's so not you
1: have to redo everything. Yes. For it to work one time before it stops working. Yes.
0: And I'm dealing with this in front of my clients. And I'm just like, I'm so fucking over it. I keep calling... His name's Jonah. And like, he's cool. Like, he's around... He's he's actually a Gen Z. Like, older generation. So, like, he can...
1: Gen cool. Z is younger generation.
0: No, he's the Gen older, X? No, he's Gen the X. older of the Gen Z. He's on the older side.
1: So, he's like 25. Yes. Okay. Yeah.
0: He's the... Like we're middle-aged millennials and then you have your seniors, which is like 40, 45. No. And then yeah. Millennials are 45.
1: Chris is the cutoff for millennials. It's 38 or 30, 40.
0: Well, 40, 45 around there. It depends on like which one you're looking at. And then it goes into Gen X. But anyway, confusing. so like
1: your, your go like sucks like balls. Like, and so now yeah. you're like best friends with like Jonah, I am. the the Gen Z clover guy.
0: Yeah, and he's so cool. (laughs) And so, like, today I was just, like, in all caps, yelling his name. Like, (laughs) Jonah! And he immediately calls me. He told me, he's like, you're the coolest client that we have. I know. But I'm just, like, I'm so fucking over it. I don't know what to do. He's like, well, we might have to get you a new one. And then he laughed at me. Because he was like, Well, what's your software on your Android? And I was like, Well, my work phone's an Android ten. And he was like, A ten? I was like, Yeah,
1: what's wrong with that? He's like the fucking old. I was like, oh. Okay. Can you like delete all the apps on your Android phone? I don't have
0: 10? apps on my ah. work phone. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't so, even have Facebook on my work phone. So basically he's just like flat out saying like you have to get new software, like a new Possibly, phone yeah, and a new card reader.
0: Yeah. Thankfully the card reader is still under warranty. So, yeah. cause I just got it like mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. Um, I'm just like, I'm so over it. I'm like, dude, I'm trying to be so nice to you because <laughs> it's not his fault. Yeah. You know, and then the flexes are back in stock, but they're Wi-Fi only. So they don't act as like a cell phone. So I'm going to talk to him to see if I could get the flex and turn my work phone into a hot spot and see if that will work. So we'll see because he should have the answers. And then yeah. um, my client yesterday, she fell in her <laughs> face.
1: In front
0: of you? No, thank God. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I don't do great in those situations and I always want to like automatically laugh.
1: I know, you're awful.
0: And so I'm really glad that didn't happen. But, <laughs> um, she fell, uh, you know, trying to answer the door and hit her face because she just got out of the shower. There was a lot of water on the floor.
1: Why because are you always walking up on your clients when they're like naked? I mean,
0: you know, <laughs> <laughs> she always answers her door in a robe. I swear she does that shit on purpose. Um, but so she had fallen and hit her face on her counter trying to catch herself. And so I was like, holy shit, like, are you cool? Like, are you good? You know, just like relax. I can come in here and just grab the box for you. Like it's no biggie and like take some ibuprofen and she's like well my husband said I can't lay down but I should take some ibuprofen I was like yeah you should and so then as I'm leaving I was like hey you know like that's like one of my biggest fears like falling and dying and (gasps) it gets worse it gets worse and so then I was like you know I probably shouldn't tell you this story but like my old boss her dad fell and hit his head and died from getting out of the shower or getting into the shower
1: oh my god she's just looking at me like what wow did you at least text her like after you got home be like hey are you still alive i was like thinking about it you know because
0: I get back to the trailer and I'm like, why the fuck did I, like, say that? Why would you say that? Why? Why would I say that? (laughs) And so, like, I'm just, like, my anxiety's kicking in and I'm like, holy shit, she's gonna be mad at me? Like, I'm never gonna go these dogs again? Like, I just say, like, the stupidest shit sometimes. Yes, you do. So, I texted her. I was like, look, I'm so sorry. Like, sometimes I just need to read the room.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Which you have a hard time doing. Yeah.
0: And she was like it's no biggie she's like and she just laughed that's <laughs> so, funny oh my god it's horrible
1: you're horrible but I was just talking to Chris yesterday about that because you were like yeah because uh, you were talking about how you're going out with your friend and I was saying that you were saying like um what if it's dull blah 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 and I was like it's never a dull moment with you because it's not and um it's just it could just end up being very awkward and offensive to the other people in the room just like not you (laughs) yeah and chris was like yeah yeah like you ever see the weird kid like just dancing in the corner like awkwardly that's you maybe not dancing but like just the the vibe uh no there would be dancing (laughs) yeah but you can dance very well yeah but it's
0: still weird. Like when you're the only one dancing in a corner,
1: <laughs> it's just people forget. Cause you're, you're so pretty. You look at, we look at you and you're like, wow, she's gorgeous. And then you open your mouth. We're like, huh? <laughs> huh? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I just, I was like, I can't even believe I just said that. And she's just staring at me. Like, and then she asked me like, is my face okay and I was like oh you know it's looking a little swollen (laughs) and she's very into her looks like she has an Instagram for her looks and like catering to rich people yeah and like her whole thing is like I'm not wearing foundation and like you too could have this skin and if you follow me and use my products like and I'm telling this lady I was like oh yeah you're face is swollen right here
1: (laughs) you busted your face and you might die because I know somebody who busted their face and died yeah (laughs) we're cool right
0: (laughs) exactly and then today I was um I have a client we have not necessarily similar stories but she's going through IVF and she has gone through IVF a lot and this is her last round of IVF and um, so she was just, like, asking me, you know, stuff, like, how it was after pregnancy and during pregnancy and the end of IVF, like, what to expect after, you know, uh, the transfer. Because she hasn't gotten that far. Um, she would immediately miscarry after the transfer within, like, a day or two. So she never really got the whole process. Um, and so, like... You know me. You ask anything about me and I can go on for two hours about myself. And that's what I did. And (laughs) so, but she gave me beer. Yeah, I got two beers. Stella Dark Lager. Yeah. Was it good? I haven't tried it yet. I actually meant to crack it open for recording and I forgot. And so I'm tempted to go grab one really quick, but then I'm like, I'm lazy. So. well, wow. Yeah. But, <laughs> and I have clients that keep hitting me up and I just, I don't know what to say. So I just ignore them. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Yeah. What do you, Would well, they're just hitting you up to like schedule and stuff?
0: Yeah, they're like, hey, are you working? Are you still on maternity leave? I would like to book an appointment if you're not on maternity leave. And I'm like...
1: You just don't want to do it? Ghost.
0: Not that I don't want to. I can't. Yeah. They're not in the areas that I need. They're not... Accessible. Yeah. Especially with gas prices right now. Fuck that.
1: And you're like, I'm just going to write out what I need. And that is it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of, I think, what's been going on with my work life. So other than, like, kids and shit, my children are crawling. Henry is climbing. Hazel is almost behind him. Like, she's trying to get up that step already. Just like her brother. <laughs> Just like... Did you at yeah. least
1: plug your uh, ho- holes yet? Like, the outlets yet? Oh, yeah, I did that. Oh, okay. all I did right,
0: did that. Because that's like their favorite thing. is on their
1: fingers and stuff. Yep.
0: They love outlets. I'm like, what the fuck? So, <laughs> yeah. Um, pretty much. That's kind of pretty much what's going on. Um... We're trying to transition them to a new sleeping schedule. So that's been two days now. Which sucks because that means we can't go to circle time anymore on Mondays. Why are you doing a new sleeping schedule? they didn't really have one. They didn't really have a routine. So You had a
1: pretty strong routine.
0: For a while. And then like it all went to shit once they hit like six months a leap yeah so we're trying to switch it up and they weren't sleeping through the night and i we're tired so yeah you know we're trying to limit their naps during the day so that they sleep longer in the evening so i just have to like get over waking them up from their nap I used to just let them sleep for however long they want
1: sometimes yeah. you need that a little extra time to yourself and you just don't want to like just let them sleep it out because yeah, it's but nice I'm not
0: sleeping at night and then that's when I have mental breakdowns and yeah ppd acts up <laughs> so <laughs> I'd rather have the sleep at night
1: Yeah, my kids were pretty around like eight months. They were pretty good about we wake up in the morning, we take a nap and they'd sleep all the way through for about 10-11 hours. (sighs) Yeah, no, they're not they're not doing that. And they're eight
0: months. So we're going to try this, see what happens. We're not doing the cried out method. And don't let them cry.
1: We don't, I never let them cry. Um, it's just, it was a very natural tr- uh, transition because they started eating more solid foods. So I would like, and my kids were always power feeders. So whenever they had energy or whenever they were like wild, I knew, okay, so we'd get up around, <sighs> we'd get up around 7 a.m. And then um, we'd be up for a couple hours. And then around 11 a.m. they would be out for a couple hours and then they would have like this huge burst. Um, mostly story would have a huge burst of energy almost up until like eight o'clock and eight o'clock to 7 a.m. They would be asleep. Yeah. Maybe wake up occasionally for some little nummy nummies, but they'd fall right back asleep. Well, like they story fall s- back
0: asleep. It just, yeah. they're still waking up four, five times a night. Sometimes for food, three to five times.
1: No, they wouldn't unless they had, um, my girls didn't and they did not like, my girls never liked being, um, in their pee-pee or poo-poo. So, um, there's very rarely an occasion I'd wake up with a shit diaper. They'd always wake me up if they did pee or poop in the middle of the night, which they didn't, uh, not that much. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just, and they just they shit. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't like pee-pee diapers either. <laughs> they did not like being wet. My
0: kids are heathens. They don't necessarily mind it. So if I'm not checking, they're not they going to let care. me know. <laughs> mine always is it. Yeah, mine always told us. They're weird. My kids are weird. All right, so tell us what's going on with you. I know you have some. News.
1: So I have a lot of news. Well, let's start off with my healing pro- uh, journey. Um, oh, so the pa- sorry, okay, not to cut you off really quick because we should do this at the top.
0: Um, we're going to Super Zoo. So,
1: oh yeah, we're going to Super Zoo, guys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's been last minute, and we're still not planned out like everything that we're doing. Um, but yeah, we're we're going to Super Zoo. As long as no one gets COVID
0: or monkeypox yeah, or
1: or whatever bullshit pops up yeah but yeah so we're, we're we're that's what we're doing um and this time it won't be a pregnant bitch it'll be very swollen i uh, am a crackhead right now so like i'm on a lot of medication, so i'm like super shaky and like swollen like when you see me i look like an egg and like yeah so it's gonna be another swollen bitch like <laughs> anyway so the past couple weeks has been like pretty significant as far as my healing goes. Um, we lowered the steroid and then we're, I just started a couple days ago, um, this new medication, which I'll get into what I've been dealing with, with that so far. Um, but, um, but like, as far as my wound goes, like the top part of my wound. Okay. So I have one whole big wound on my left breast, but if you look at it, I think I explained last time, where it was that? So I have, underneath is all open like all open into like flesh and then it looks like i have a crater from the right side of my nipple um and then the crater connects by this other wound and that's all it's all visible tissue guys so like it's not infected or anything it's if you have like a really weak stomach it w- you would be grossed out but if you don't have a weak stomach and you look at it it would look like something like like you opened up a body or something. So it's not like festering or infected. Um, It's pretty healthy tissue, but it's still tissue is visible. So I've had a pretty big jump as far as like a centimeter goes um, these past couple of weeks. So like the top part uh, where that crater is, that looks like a, a machete was like taken to my chest is closing pretty fast. But I only have my home health nurse for like a week and a half, like a couple more visits. And I don't need her for the top part of the wound. Cause I can see that I need her for my under boob. <laughs> that one is just not healing. Uh, it is healing. It's just so slow. So like, that's the biggest frustration. Um, and then my dermatologist is like, she's a dermatologist, cancer specialist. So she put me on this other drug, which is another immunosuppressant. And so today my heart rate was like 120 and I'm like, fuck. And my nurse was like, you need to call the doctor. So I'm like, oh, fuck. So like, am I going to have a heart attack and die right now? So I forgot that I had this other drug for anxiety, which is a beta blocker. And it's like for, um, what is it called? It's for like a... They use it for like um, stage fright, like so you don't pass out on stage. So I took it like because I thought I was going to die and because my heart rate was high. Um, so I took it and my heart rate feels like it's back to normal, but I can't find my little oxygen monitor, which does checks out your heart rate. Anyway, I'm all fucked up on these drugs. So that's that. Um, hopefully I can be a little bit more healed up by super zoo um on a side note though like Loki, she's selling
0: pictures of her titties if you want to see them
1: so it's on all things worn i'm actually selling my bandages <laughs> nice yeah um all right so there's pictures of my gross ass titties on the internet um it's not fully set up yet but like I'm desperate. So, okay. We also are on like dire financial straits. And so like me and my husband like have been like at each other's, I I don't want to say at each other's throats because like he's just kind of been like in the corner cowering. Um, But like I have been at his fucking throat because I'm like, okay, dude, we have no money. So you need to get a second job. And then um, we're like, I, I was like, I don't care where you work. You know, we're 30 something and 40 years old. There's no shame in our game. Like we do what we can. So there's a Taco Bell, like right across the street from our house and they were advertising $14 an hour, right? False advertising. So we go in, I was like $14 an hour and we barely have to spend anything on gas and you can do it either before work or after work. Yeah, fucking do it. And you know, like, you know, bitches need new shoes. Let's go. And so he applied, interviewed, and they're like, no, we're not doing $14 an hour. It's like $10 and $12 if you work at night. And why did they post it? Because post because a lot of the... Um, because what they do is um, they scam. So the Taco Bells, the Burger Kings, the Arby's, they will put up signs outside of... Oh, uh, is that and the, and P- Pest Mart does it all the time. Because they're saying that $14 hour positions doesn't mean that it's $14 an hour starting positions. So the $14 an hour positions are for management or leads. So they'll advertise their higher positions that only one can do, but that they need the other followers. And PetSmart did the same thing where they're like, Oh, we will give you the bonuses, but you have to put in so many hours for the bonuses. So the part-time workers didn't get the bonuses um, for when they were advertising like three and five thousand dollar bonuses after 90 days. And then they weren't giving out the bonuses too. So like all of these places are just scamming everybody. So anyway, we still haven't got a hit on that second job. It's okay. But um his ass is gonna get out there. Um and I, I told him to moonlight as a hooker too, but you know, he's not That's very so pro scandalous. It is scandalous, goddamn. It's just like, yeah. It, but, you know, all these corporations are doing the same thing all over. People want, they're advertising for more. They're not offering or they're not going to actually give it to you. And then they, when the people who work there want more, they just close down the shop. Like a bunch and of, like. I wonder ju- why
0: people aren't looking for jobs or applying because these companies are doing shit like that.
1: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, like, it's. It's whatever, but I mean, it'll eventually pick up at his work um, because football season is coming around. But yeah. this, it's, it's like from the end of July to like the beginning of September, like a whole month and a half is like the slowest. And then around New Year's, it's really slow at his work. Um, so, which is like weird, but it's just, it is what it is. So, um, it'll pick up. But yeah, so like we've been dealing with that bullshit. And then, um, so I, I, so I have done some dogs at my house and like I said, I've only done like three, three, right? I said three, maybe two. No, I've done three. I've done like three dogs at my house. Like I haven't done anything really. I really have not worked. And um, so I was like, okay, well maybe I should start um, trying to go back to work little by little. And Tuesday is my most, is like my only flexible day because Chris is home. The kids are not in school yet. I have doctor's appointments like every week. I have nurse appointments like three times a week. And you know we still have to factor in the kids and his work schedule. So like, obviously I don't have time accessible to like be proactive about really working. So Tuesday is my only flexible day. So I hit up my old manager, Jen. I was like, hey, do you think I can like maybe do two dogs, two little dogs on Tuesday just to see if I can do it? And she's like, yeah, no problem. I'll see what I can set up. And I'm thinking, okay, yeah, no problem. I figured like the person there would just kind of like throw me, like schedule me some dogs, right? Well, turns out that the person, okay, so you guys remember I talked about like going into like shadow and interview and like kind of explain a haircut when I was like first starting like my steroid journey, dermatologist yeah, she journey. Was a fan. Yeah, pretty cool, right? I guess something happened where she had to leave. She had to dip out really shortly after she started. So I was like, "Oh, dang, Jen, you didn't, ha- you haven't had a groomer this whole time," and she said, "No." And then she's like, "I just hired a new groomer, who's only, you know, who's groomed for a couple, like about two years now, uh, fresh out of PetSmart." And I was like, "Oh, dang." And She said she gr- She like interviewed like nine people, and like this was like the candidate that she wanted, and she hasn't even started. I was like, "Oh, okay, okay." Um, so I go in and like, it's like barren, it's like dead. Um, I mean, the whole place is fucking busy as hell. Like, again, like this place is like super busy. It's like popping with dogs all over the place. But like the little grooming corner is like dead. Like it's been untouched (laughs) and yeah. And I'm like, Oh man. So like I had to throw out some shampoos then like things need to be re like, I went in, to help reorder for the new groomer and then the new groomer left. Right. And then, so now I'm in and I'm like, I'm not going to take any like extra steps unless they're like asking me for whatever, because like, I just don't have the time or energy. So I went in, I did two dogs. They were super easy. She booked me like the easiest, sweetest dogs too, that I have been grooming for years now. And like, they're like long time, like cult followers of Barks Park. So like, you know, if Jen's like, Hey, Vanessa's going to be in, do you want to get a haircut? They're like, yeah, anything you want, just do everything, blah, blah, blah. You know, they're like those people. They're like, they're just like so excited just to get groomed uh, their dog to get like pampered and groomed and their dogs are so sweet and amazing. And, So it was like a really, I went in with like so much anxiety because I haven't been in work. I haven't been to work in so long. And then I pop in and then I'm like, ah, I'm fine. (laughs) And then she even asked, she was like, how do you feel? Are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. This was easy peasy. And it was, it really was. And it wasn't, it wasn't, I, you know, everything I have to do, everything I do is, has to be like evaluated day by day, unfortunately. And like, I could never make any sort of promises or like strict determinations because I don't know how I'm going to feel on a daily basis. Like as of like today, like right now, like today was a bad day because my heart rate was like super high and crazy. Right. Right but like yesterday when I did those two dogs, it was like easy peasy lemon squeezy. So I hit her up and I was like, yeah, you know, um, like I can definitely do Tuesdays right now. So, but the new groomer she just hired hasn't started yet, but she's going to be there full time. Um, and, or she's eventually going to be there full time. Um, as cause Jen has to like start pulling in dogs. She hasn't advertised for grooming. She hasn't said anything about grooming for a while. So it looks like there's no grooming. Um and so she has to like schedule dogs now for the new groomer. And the new groomer is going to be off like Wednesdays, Thursdays. And I was like, oh, I can't do those days right now. Maybe in the future. And I was like, I can only really do Tuesdays. And she's like, well, I need her to have two weeks to get her set up. And I was like, okay, yeah, no problem. So I don't actually go back to work on like Tuesday to like eight two eight two and i'm only gonna do three dogs that day anyway because i told her well let's try three dogs now you know three littles and work work my way up um so we'll see how that goes and plus i have to do retraining with their new systems so that will be extra money in my pocket because she pays hourly so i just gotta be there do you want to go back to grooming I want to be obviously with okay so like how do I explain this I love grooming and I want to be a groomer and I like the the more the more grooming I see, the more I'm I'm still invested in it, regardless. Like I'm still invested in it emotionally. And if physically I can't do it, like I understand, but I cannot at this point turn away from this industry because I have no ability to retrain in anything else right now. And even though I'm online looking for like administrative assistant like things and like executive assistant, um remote ones, those are still things I have to train for. And I still have to have the time available to train for that. And I also have to, um, you know, the training and education that it has to go into, I have to be able to dedicate that time to, which is really difficult right now with the kids. Yeah. So, um, you know, and going to school, obviously you need resources and money. So, and then you have to keep in mind there's a recession coming and obviously being in this industry is going to be the safest bet. Yeah. So it has to be... If I, ne- if I can actually gain some sense of security, it has to be in this industry because I'm passionate enough to stay in it. Um, I'm educated enough about it. I have to figure out a way to stay in it and stay afloat. Um, I don't know what that's going to look like. And I know only so many people can accommodate me, um, because it's kind of pointless to like, you know, stretch that much for another person when, you know, it's, it's difficult to, you know, for yourself in general. So that's, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I don't want to leave the industry or this field because it's not a smart decision right now because of the way things are going but i don't i still don't know how i'd work work around it i think i think because we talked about me being like a front desk person or working still in a salon that could be definitely a possibility now that i'm feeling a lot better um it, but it's again the time is a difficult issue because my kids are always there always there like, it's very hard to escape them. So, um, you know, Fable goes to school for a couple hours in August. I don't know how things are going to look. So I don't know what I'm going to look like either. So anyway, so that's up with that. Um, so I don't know what happened if word got around because I did do, um, Milo, my evil Lhasa, she hit me up because she wants me to do her dog for like a bath. And I was like, yeah, no problem. I can what? handle it now. <laughs> what? <laughs> She's bald, dude. She has nothing. She, I can't, like, there's nothing I can do. What on if her. that dog bites your tit? She never has bit my tit. She's bit my hand. Okay, and but she can't-
0: you never know. I've been bit in the tit several times.
1: Dude, risking
0: life right now
1: okay well if she bites me obviously she has to go she hasn't bit me in years she just always tries every single time but so any anyway uh, okay listen uh, let uh, me just let me uh. she's going to bulgaria i'm not gonna see i'm gonna see this dog once and then i'm not gonna see her again so she's gonna she i mean she's not going to bulgaria the dog is i don't know where the dog's gonna go but i'm not gonna be dealing with this dog for a long time The anyway. dog
0: is just gonna go die in bulgaria
1: no the dog's not going to bulgaria the mom is going to Bulgaria oh. for months to visit her family. She hasn't seen her family in forever. So she's going to go visit her family for months. I don't know where this dog's going to end up. And I don't see the dog surviving very much longer. So it's whatever. I, I don't know if she said something to this other lady who used to be a client of mine. And it's not this lady who used to be a client. It's her ex-boyfriend that was my client. I used to have this big chow. Remember Teddy? The giant yeah. chow that yeah. was super, super big and super fluffy. Anyway. Um, he's hit me up and asked me if I was okay, you know, a couple times now. And I said, no, no, I'm not. And she hit me up on Instagram, like, I kid you not, a couple minutes before I, I came on to podcast, right? And she's like, if you just didn't want to do big dogs, why didn't you just say? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's like, I'm so disappointed. And I was like, okay, res- I don't usually respond to bullshit. But I just flat out said, I was like, listen, I've explained to everybody I am wounded and I cannot do big dogs. And that uh I haven't worked in seven months. Like this is a sore spot for me. Thank you, you bitch. And did you call her a bitch? No, I didn't call her a bitch. I wanted to call her a bitch. But basically I told her I have not worked in seven months. Like I literally have not worked in seven months. I've done a handful of tiny ass dogs. I cannot do big dogs. I am wounded. I've already explained that to you. If you did not hear it, I'm sorry. And you can still be disappointed because if I am able to take big dogs in the future, I am not taking you as a client. And that was it. So, um, I'm pretty sure her ex boyfriend's going to hit me up and apologize, but it's not going to matter. I'm going to be like, no, no, because I'm not dealing with that. No, I will still have to deal with her. So I don't know where she heard that from, or what she, what, why she thinks that she could talk to me that way, and um, entitlement, audacity, and I know, I know exactly why she's saying bullshit like that because people like that project. Her one chow, I can't do because he's aggressive, um, and he had never been groomed before. And then at like three years old, she decides to bring him into me, and he was aggressive. So he can't be touched. And then her other child, who I have been doing for years, is super good with me, but apparently is bad for everyone else. So what am I supposed to do? Okay. like not I problem. It's not my problem. He was really good with me. I couldn't do him. Like I was on maternity leave. I guess there was a problem when I was on maternity leave. And then when I was out sick with COVID, there was a problem because he had to go somewhere else. I don't know what to tell you. Like these things happen. Like life happens. I'm, I'm glad that you can rely on me and then I'm amazing um, and can deal with your dog. Your dog has good chemistry with me, but like, um, that's still your problem. Like you, your dog's an asshole or you don't want to pay the extra money to get your dog sedated. So, or you don't want to do the work yourself. That's just how it is. So don't get asshole dogs. And House then you horrible. You, you can't be an asshole. You should appreciate the time and courtesy and all the effort that I put into your dog for the past couple of years, and just take it with grace. It doesn't happen anymore. Oh well. You should have yeah. just said, "Hey, I had a good couple of years with a, a good groomer, and my dog looks fabulous." Is the dog going to look fabulous now? Probably not. But that's I, I had a good couple of years. I had two weeks of nice titties, bitch. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, t- I, pr- I, those memories are precious to me. All right.
0: I just don't okay. get why people think bitchery is going to get them anything that they want.
1: I, uh, I don't know. There's, uh, uh, okay. So it's, she used to work with my mom. And then she, her, her ex boyfriend was my client. And then, um, since she used to work with my mom, there's other clients from, uh, this casino like I used to do a lot of like, like the cosmopolitan. I used to do a, like a, a ton of um, dealers and like um, uh, corporate workers from the casino, the Co- cosmopolitan. So I was dealing with a lot of people who work there. Um, and so they all talk and they tell me all the bullshit too. So um, I, she's kind of a bullshit person. Like, you know what I mean? Like she's kind of a, she's Keep kind of a bullshit. problem. she is a problem she is a drama drama. and she's so much of the drama that the other people tell me her drama when I say I don't deal with her I haven't talked to her in in like months I deal with her ex-boyfriend and then they're like oh really blah 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 and they tell me all the bullshit and so I'm like yeah so like I already know she's a problem but like I hate when people come at me like that because I just I don't take bullshit I'm pretty I'm pretty good at like clapping back. Um, But my mom, you guys hear about Karen's, but my mom, we call her a full Susan. Um, So she's kind of like who I don't want to be when people are acting a fool in front of my face because I don't want to go full Susan. Because I don't know how to go full Susan without either getting shot or throwing hands. (laughs) But my mom always goes full Susan. And gets like a thousand dollars credited to her on her electric bill or something like that. I don't know. She's just weird. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't know how to do that. I I don't either. So that's that's what I've been like, that's my update.
0: Yeah. I wish I could go there's a company I saw on TikTok. It's something like for Karen's.
1: And if you Oh, it's like you rent them, right?
0: Yeah, you can rent a Karen for anything. Like, you need to call, you can hire them to go to a deal, car dealership with you. You can have them call bill collectors. You could have them, like, do really anything that you need to be stern or, like, try and get your way. You can hire a Karen.
1: So I sent that to my mom. I sent that to text for my mom. And she was like, you know, Timmy sent me that. So multiple siblings have already sent her that and have already seen that TikTok and said, hey, mom, you should you should seriously consider this because full, full Susan is such a thing in our household.
0: She could get paid
1: for going full Susan. I know. Uh, she won't do it. Lame. How's the beer? It's good.
0: Um, it's not heavy like most dark beers are but it's good. Nice. It's, it's a Stella. How do you spell pronounce it?
1: Artois? Yeah. Midnight Lager. I like Stella's because it tastes like a light beer to me. and It's easy to drink. It's a light, dark beer, I'd say. <sighs> but I like the heavy chocolatey taste of dark beer. You know what I'm talking about? Um, no. I don't I like lagers. I don't like IPAs, but I like lagers. So it's like a thickness. It's like drinking chocolate milk. Mm. When you drink like a dark beer. It's mm. Creamy. I sure. I have a hard time drinking like creamy and thick drinks. Like I don't and I don't I don't know. I don't like thick drinks. I do. Uh, bulba. I choke it. I choke on boba. I, I don't like
0: the bobas. The little tapioca beads at the bottom. I get them without, yeah. but I like boba drinks.
1: Oh, I like, like milk, milk teas and stuff. Yeah. I get the taro. The taro. Oh, I
0: love taro. So good. So good. Just so good. So what else? What so, else what else are we talking about?
1: Um, I don't know. I haven't. I I don't really have any updates as far as like life and grooming goes. Um, so I am. Um, I you know okay.
0: So in the grooming industry, right? There's only so much you could talk about, you know, and like there's only so much. So many hot topics. You know what I mean? And I feel like we we go over things quite often, like all the time, like the same shit.
1: Yeah, if um, anything pops up, we'll just kind of reiterate it.
0: Yeah. Um, and so there's just something that I've been seeing. And I'm for people having a niche in this industry, right? Like doing their thing yeah, and having specialties. I think you should. It sets you apart from your competitors. Um, But there's one thing that I don't like. And is... Being in a place of... uh, Influence. And... I don't know. I guess you could say this is their niche. And they're really putting it out there like don't turn away bad dogs like I'll never turn away a bad dog
1: and do bad dogs but it's like my favorite groomer has totally killed that for me yeah because I don't know who you're talking about and I, but I've seen a lot of other groomers saying or like on TikTok or on Instagrams and they will post like, Hey, this is how I handle a bad dog. And like, I get it. And you know, I see other people basic and I see always like a counter groomer too. It's like every time I get a TikTok of a groomer dealing with a bad dog, they're like, Oh, we don't turn them away. We always try. And, and then I don't, I don't like that narrative.
0: You know what I mean? Like, It makes me feel bad as a groomer and then that
1: Nobody cares about your feelings. Yeah, I care about my
0: feelings. (laughs) (laughs) But that like I do turn away bad dogs, I don't feel that as groomers we should have to do bad dogs. Something's happening in my hallway. And I don't know what it is.
1: Is it like a ghost? I Get heard some typing. Get up
0: scraping. and check. Get up and check. Get up and, no. check.
1: Get up and check. Go see. I'm scared. What if it's an intruder? You can fight them off and you come at them pretty quick.
0: I think they would have already killed me by now.
1: Probably. <laughs> it's it's a ghost then. Right. Um, It's probably raisin dragging his nails. Maybe. He's such an asshole. So for him.
0: Um, What was I saying? Yeah, like just having that narrative. And it makes me feel bad as a person and a groomer. Because I don't think that we should. But if like that's your thing. That's your thing. But don't be like so forceful.
1: But like what but why do you feel bad? Do you feel bad that like you don't offer that and like you feel bad for the clients or do you feel bad for like yourself cuz you're losing maybe money or you are no. you feeling bad that like that narr- that like idea is just like kind of pretty like still forcefully out there and it you know it could be kind of dangerous.
0: Yeah. And like I have this complex we'll call it that like i have (laughs) have a lot of complexes (laughs) i do do. (laughs) but like that i have to be everything you know what i mean like i have to be the end all be all and i don't know that's not like my favorite personality trait about myself yeah and so when i see this narrative on my facebook being like i don't turn away bad thoughts You know what I mean? Like, all dogs are going to get groomed. And I'm just like,
1: it makes me feel bad about myself. Like, 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 I kind of, I get what you're saying, but, okay, so like, I I remember an old school groomer I was watching at like a demo or whatever. And I think somebody had said like, was asking them like, well, how do you deal with bad dogs? And she was one of those old school groomers that does take bad dogs. And she's like, listen, they're going to go somewhere. They're either going to go to me or they're going to go somewhere else. And I'm going to try and see if I can do it. So she laid it out. Like they're going to need some place to go regardless. And so like, I get the niche of dealing with bad dogs, but if we're dealing with bad dogs, we have to remember still that they are aggressive animals. At we they're animals, okay. Animals still do damage, wow. um, even if they're not like full on aggressive, if, even if they're just scared and then they have like a quick, quick response. It's with their teeth or their nails, that's just how animals react in on the daily in general. So, when we're talking about like aggressive dogs needing to be groomed, it is true, that is true. Is it going to be more expensive? Yes, it is true. That is true. But now we're not looking at just like a groomers being ambitious. Now we have to look about safety and we have to look at specialty. So now we have to start thinking along the lines of like, how in the future are we going to deal with aggressive dogs? Because people are getting animals all the time, left and right. And things that are coming into the grooming salon are not just dogs anymore. They're cats, they're you know, other animals, so on and so forth. So like there needs to be a broader, you know, there needs to be broader education in the grooming field, of course. And that's going to be cool anyway. But now we're going to have to start looking into, uh, you're going to hear it from me again, a regulation. Because unfortunately, like, if you look at it from like the safety standpoint, aggressive dogs should not be dealt with outside of any sort of clinical like they need to be in a clinic period like it needs to be somewhere close to a clinic you need to be safe there needs to be a lot of safety precautions and you need to be trained in those safety precautions um you know like not anybody can be a zookeeper guys (laughs) um and they're dealing with like you know in cap uh, cap captive animals, but they're still like wild animals, you know? Um, So like dogs, even if they're domesticated, they still have teeth and nails. And if they're aggressive, they're aggressive. They need to be, there needs to be specialty behind it. There needs to be more education behind it. It needs to be more than ambition. And you need to be advertising that such as it being more than ambition Because a lot of those posts and those, those influencing influencer posts and those TikToks are like, yeah, you're just ambitious. You're like, you're like, I'll take on anything. And we're not saying that you're not trained on how to handle physically a dog. It's just saying like, you know what? You're kind of doing the same thing we all know, um, but you're actually doing it. And I just see some of these things and it's like, Ooh, one wrong move like a slip of the hand that dog may be not completely secure and your, your ass is going to get bit. Like there's going to be a chunk out of those cheeks. Yeah. So, um, I think I, I kind of get what you're saying, but you know, you can't get rid of the aggressive dogs. Like I don't believe, uh, I'm not a big fan of euthanasia, even if a dog bites something. I'm not a big fan of euthanasia, but I do understand, like, they still need somewhere to go. Somebody needs to do it. Somebody needs to get paid for it. But I also believe there needs to be, it needs to be a clinical setting at that point.
0: Yeah, they're dangerous, man. They're scary. Mm -hmm. Like, it just, ah, to me, it's just not worth the risk.
1: It's not, and it shouldn't be it's the same thing with a hairdresser like it's not worth the risk dealing with lice. They can go to yeah. a pediatrician, so like we have to start realizing what we are and we're 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 pet hair- we're pet stylists like yeah we we're not vet techs, we're also not veterinarians, and I think maybe that community should broaden their education. I don't think they should take over grooming. I don't think they should, but I think they should broaden their education or they should make it so that there's some sort of like almost like a, like a bridge certification for specifically uh, grooming aggressive dogs. There needs to be something else when it comes to that. There can't be just ambition because I fucked up so much by taking on aggressive dogs early on in my career, I hurt my body. Um, I built lifelong relationships with stupid animals that I don't want to do, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, and then I also ended up, I ended up getting, um, uh, uh, what is it called a reputation? I ended up getting a a reputation for dealing with difficult dogs. And when you get a reputation of dealing with difficult dogs, you get more difficult dogs. I have never had a death or an injury to any of the aggressive dogs that I've done, but I can look back and see this. I should have not done these dogs. I can look back now in my older years and say, that's probably something that should have been dealt with at a vet because Mm -hmm. I sold myself short. And even though I was successful, it was all ambition. It was all ego. And that got me absolutely nowhere. You know, it got me bit a few times. Like, let's be serious. Yeah. No. So, it's but
0: yeah, I guess like like always, I'm here for like not taking big meds, but bad dogs. It's just it's safer that way. Yeah, for yourself, and I think the dog... I think if they're going to be, like, of any sort of temperament, sedative grooming would be best. You know what I mean? Like, why put the dog through it? Why put them through the stress? Like, unless you're working with that dog, to desensitize them at little bits at a time daily, coming in every four weeks or every two weeks, I don't think it's going to do that dog justice, but keep putting it into a perpetuated cycle of stress. Yeah, for sure. When when they're like super aggressive, I'm not talking about scared dogs here or nervous dogs. I'm talking about, you know, the very aggressive dogs where if you touch the front legs, they're trying to bite your hand off. Or if you're trying to brush them and they're trying to bite your hand off, I'm talking about severely aggressive dogs towards you and the inanimate objects that you're using and they're lunging at you, they're lunging, they're overly stressed to the point where they feel they need to defend themselves. Why put the dog through all of that work? I used to do those dogs and yes, I have rehabilitated dogs, but it didn't take just a couple grooming sessions. No. You know what I mean? It took maybe ye- a year of grooming sessions. And, and it
1: al- it also takes like the pet parent has to do so much work and they never do the work. No, I have learned, very rarely they I have learned through do- when I was dog training and when I was grooming they most pet parents don't do the work they that you ask them to do. No. They are not in reliable my, in my
0: 13 years of grooming, I've had three clients. That's one every,
1: you know what I mean? Every like (laughs) client. One every like four years. Exactly. Three clients
0: to do the work. Two of them were schnauzer clients. So, you know, they put in some work. Um, yeah. That's it. And like they actually rehabilitated their dog with me and like it actually worked. But majority of clients don't do it. And so it's like know. why put the dogs through all that stress? Like wouldn't the dog just be so much happier if they just took a happy pill, woke up and they were groomed?
1: <laughs>
0: I know I then would the be the wiser.
1: Yeah. I uh, yeah, I just <sighs> Because people see the price and then they just don't say like, well, I mean, you know, people are expensive. Dogs are expensive. Um, Or you should have done better when they were puppies. Yeah. So like, this is kind of the burden that you bear. Um, And I'm not telling you to go bankrupt, but I'm just letting you know, this is the burden that you bear. You're going to have to make plans for that. So when you get your taxes... You might want to put that in like a little insurance thing with your vet. Be like, "Hey, can we start like this little package savings plan? Because I need to get, you know, Oreo in every like six weeks, and she's gonna need to be sedated, and then they'll probably set something up. Like, yeah, you know, we'll we'll set up a savings plan. And we'll make those appointments, and we'll put the prescription in. You just gotta, you just gotta come in, yeah, or <laughs> You know, if
0: they really want to put in the work, then they need to hire a trainer.
1: They won't put in the work.
0: But they won't they won't put in
1: the work. I, I have don't,
0: I, I don't feel like it's a groomer's responsibility.
1: It's not. It's not It is not our responsibility to deal with your dog's bullshit. It's not. Yeah. We don't have to. And it shouldn't be the industry standard or norm. I'm just so sick of this. I'm just so sick of this narrative thinking that our work is not difficult. um, If we don't say yes all the time. Like if we're saying no to something, we're lazy, we're irresponsible, we're a disappointment, whatever. I don't like that narrative and it makes, it makes no sense. It makes you sound like you're entitled and it, it's just not true. And a lot of us will, and I, I've been a, a problem in that sense. Like I have made comments or I have expressed opinions that were completely wrong that you should work harder. And if you're not suffering a little bit, you're doing it wrong. Right. That is fucking wrong. That is so false. That is ignorance. That is my blatant ignorance. And just being a corporate tool or like I'm being problematic. That is me being problematic. And when I hear owners saying stuff, I never respond to anything online because I don't like online. I don't like an online anything. People are not real I love that face. I love looking at somebody's fucking face get flushed red when you say some bullshit to their face or like when you react to their bullshit. I love that. And nothing will change how much I love that. (laughs) So like responding to dumb people online just will never get me as riled up as like seeing idiots in person. So, um, but I digress. Um, but like, that's my point is like, you know, it's, it's wrong. It's completely wrong. You are hardworking. You're working. You don't need to die over a damn dog. You don't need to lose your license over a dog. You don't need to like lose a finger or become disabled over a damn dog. Sorry. And it's not your dog. You can jump in front of a train if your dog's about to run in front of a train. That's one thing. That's your dog. But another person's dog, I like I just like I just explained, like this person has so many good years with me. And because they're misinterpreting something, they're cussing me out because of it. No, they don't appreciate you. They never will. You are no. not their number. They don't like you. You know what I mean? Like it's they don't really rare. like you. It's really rare to have
0: they, yeah, the die-hard clients. Like, yeah, they. Yeah, and the even one,
1: then, I have uh, had die-hard clients that call me and text me and see want to know what I'm doing with my life, but it's not. If you take out, you're doing their dog. They, it's you're not important to them. Yeah,
0: like you're you're friends by coincidence. Or by necessity. You know what I mean?
1: Yep. Yep. They'll always need something from you.
0: Yeah. You're not their friend. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, but it's funny because I say that and I think I do have a client that we're kind of transitioning into a friendship. Um, and it was the client that I was, I saw today, but we haven't like crossed that boundary yet of like going out and like having dinner or something. Um, because why mess up a good thing? Like she pays me and then we talk for like two hours. Yeah. So, um, what if we don't like each other outside of that? Um, but majority of the time, I think I've only seen one friendship actually work out, um, from being a client groomer relationship and then into a friendship and that was with our old boss and her friends that passed away with the cocker but they were friends outside of work
1: yeah but that was a very strange relationship that they both benefited from it greatly they both greatly benefited from that companionship and it oh, yeah. became it became outside of dogs but yeah it was because of dogs but you know
0: no, it started in a grooming environment where yeah they be- became random clients you know what i mean and then yeah, for they, years forever and that dog was her baby like baby well his name was baby too yeah and sadly she passed away um but our manager and her were like best friends like they went to europe together yeah 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 so it's like a very rare you know what i mean those instances are so rare like at the end of the day like we're just a business and like they don't care i've had clients laugh at me because their dog bit me and i'm like i'm not finishing your dog and then they get angry yeah like why risk it when these people don't care and then, like, I know we're supposed to have insurance and shit, which I do. So, like, if I do get bit, I can go to the hospital if I need to. But, like, I want to sue these assholes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to sue them. I want to make them
1: pay. Yeah. I can- mean, you, you can. Why can't you? Reputation. Who cares? Then you like have business. a reputation for. So, you and your busiest reputation is like you only take good dogs. So, yeah. if you want to get in with a celebrity groomer, you have to make sure your dog has like this 12 step program before. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. Like oh, well, That's
1: good. That's, if that's how you're going to be, I mean, then that's your reputation. That's better than being the reputation of being a people pleaser and dealing with difficult dogs. B, are having the good reputation or what other people think is a good reputation isn't always a good reputation. You know what I mean? That it's, you can be the down home groomer. You can be that down home groomer that like that neighborhood groomer that takes care of dogs for a pretty good price and, and is very cool about a lot of things. You can be that there is nothing wrong with having that reputation, but like, there's also nothing wrong with having that reputation of being completely exclusive to very few dogs and very few clients, because that is how people get fucking rich is unfortunate. And it's, it's kind of like unfortunate, right? But that is like how people get rich and wealthy. They're a little bit more exclusive. Um, and yeah, it may come off as snobby and whatever, but like who's, Who's ahead, right? Who's ahead? And then that's always debatable because that's like, that is all up to like, who is ahead in their personal life. But like, if you look at business wise, it's obviously going to be the person who is profiting off of being completely exclusive and only doing what they want and, you know, charging whatever they want. Yeah. I'm pretty buzzed. You had a half a beer. I had a whole beer. Really? I'm so yeah, drank I want to drink so bad. I'm afraid to get drunk because so I feel like I won't wake up.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. You know, I was just thinking when you were talking about your steroids giving you heart issues. Yes, yeah. I think it's because of steroids.
1: Well, I just started taking this other... Medicine that's a non-steroid, but it's still like an auto or immunosuppressant. Could anyway, be it, yeah, it's it's supposed to raise your heart rate too. I don't know, but like, I just don't want to die for sure. But yeah, that's what I talked about with my therapist.
0: Did you talk to your doctor about it? You never said.
1: Oh, you I got called a hold them. of her. No, I never got a hold of my doctor. Of course not. So and they don't have a nurse hotline anymore. So I can't talk to a nurse and be like, "Hey, should I go to the hospital?" So I made an executive decision, which was the right decision, but I had to look it up and do research. And um I took more drugs. So it was like more drugs. I drank a glass of water, lay down the couch, chilled out, and then I took more drugs. Probably not the right decision to make, but like whatever. So yeah. home stretch home stretch right
0: right so um i don't think we have any stories let me did you double check i looked at our email i didn't see any
1: do we get anything from super zoo yet no does anybody else have a problem with super zoos like website fucking suck. website like I'm sorry I have never not had an issue every year every freaking year every year yeah beautiful she just
0: sent us like oh uh,
1: yeah okay year. so yeah.
0: yeah yeah we have no more stories that's it see what happens guys when you send us no stories you don't get any what is this one? What? Cherries. You had it it's starred. It's not a story.
1: You're like, I'm putting all of our business on
0: here. Yeah. But no stories for you. Cause we don't have any. You guys yes. send in your stories and you're like, I have more stories. I'm going to send them. And then you never send them.
1: We'll probably get, like, a ton of stories at SuperZoo, though. Because we always get tons of stories at SuperZoo. You could
0: pause your porn for a second. Okay, because I know you're on your phone. Are you talking about my porn? Not yours. Oh! I'm talking about our listeners' porn. Turn off your porn for a second. And just write us a quick fucking email. 20 minutes max. And then you can go back to...
1: 20 minutes max. That's a long story. <laughs> you could give us three sentences. A shout out would be cool.
0: Like uh, a story. Give us something a middle, a beginning, middle, and
1: end. A little quip. A little quip. A topic. Quip. You want to thats
0: Is that what it's called? Quip. quip. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. You
1: want a
0: topic that we haven't touched on yet? Fucking send that shit. You know what I mean? Or.
1: Yeah, but I have completely missed out, like all like on anything having to do with any of the like convention season. Like it's been convention season like all summer, going into the fall, right? And luckily, we haven't heard any drama. But like, we always get the drama like last because that's how we are. But yeah. like, has there any like we are going to go to Super Zoo just because it's right here? Well, like yeah. we didn't go to Pasadena. We didn't go to the new one that was in to not Tacoma. Um, yeah, it's in Tacoma. No, that was that's the Northwest one. But there was the other one that just popped up in Grand Teton. The oh, Grand Teton comp- uh, that is brand new. They were advertising I don't know where it. It's at. Grand Rapids. Where's that? Utah. Uh, Tennessee. I, w- I want to say Idaho. I was just going to say that. It's somewhere over here. Like over here somewhere. But it's the Grand Teton um grooming expo. And it's brand new. So like I don't know how it went or when it's happening. It's I supposed to. Have. Details. Yeah, oh, like shit. any cool things popping up? Like it's been like a really rough couple of years. And nothing has gotten me like, hard about grooming, except for that does dryer, but that's it. Yeah, I'm trying to think. No,
0: that, uh, that's that stuff that I bought. The cream, the, the
1: face wash, sniff, that stuff. Yeah, but that was average. You didn't see that at a convention. You saw that on Facebook. Oh, yeah. 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 Facebook got you
0: hard. Yeah, got me so hard. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i think that's pretty much it we should wrap it up okay since we have no story yeah i'm bitter all right <laughs> uh we are out till next time send us your stories at shitonthetable.com. uh get your merch there follow us on facebook and instagram at shitonthetable. on the table Tell your friends to listen to us at spotify itunes and google play and amazon music or podcast either one um and yeah that's it
1: it's so hard to take your bitching seriously when you're looking at me with a safety pin in your glasses i know (laughs) my hands are there forever